Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's John Deere Classic. And joining me to break it all down, the coach is here. Coach, good to have you. Well, I almost refused to do the show today because if I would have gotten one more text from that man right there, I was going to quit First Cut. But thankfully, he didn't send that one more text. So I'm going to donate all my earnings this week to the bottle of wine that I have to buy for the man because he beat me last week again, again. But it's great to be here. That man he's referring to is Mark Immelman. Mark, good to have you. Happy Tuesday. Uh, It's good to be with you. Hey, Coach, I wore the T-shirt for you because uh, you're one of my favorite announcers doing the live coverage this week, so I'm representing. (laughs) Oh, it looks great. It looks great. And I'm happy to see you. I was concerned you went missing because I sent all these texts and there was no response. I'm like, he is just ducked out on this bed, but it's good to see you, bro. It's great to see you You, too. You were able to track him down. I will say uh, I got the better of coach last week as well, but I coach here it is. You are a man of your word. You pay quickly and you do pay. So kudos to you. you. I'm sure I'll have an opportunity to lose that back to you at some (laughs) point. Uh, Gentlemen, how about this? We are finalists in the sports category for the people's choice podcast awards. Wow. Pretty strong. I I know. I know we just got the news and what we're asking for is uh, the the viewing audience, the listening audience to uh, help us advance to the final round. So to do that, you can nominate us by going to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up. Of course, we'll include the link in the description. Of so course, you don't have to, of type, don't have to type all of that in. <laughs> it's, it's in the description. Uh, then you go to the sports category and uh, we uh, we appreciate it. That would be great. I do, have a, I do have a quick question. Were you guys ever nominated before I came on the show? Uh, Producer no. Jacob? I don't think so. Well, then I've only got one thing to say. You're welcome. Clear, You're welcome. Clear, you welcome. clear correlation. <laughs> <laughs> awesome stuff. People's Choice Podcast Awards. The link will be in the description. Thank you in advance. And gentlemen, we've got a John Deere Classic this week. Yep. We've got a wide open field and coach you and i were just kind of uh chatting about this the opportunity this week i think that's the word opportunity you've got right that's that's the word of the week yeah it really is yeah i mean when you look at this week and when you have a brian Harmon, uh a daniel Berger, a sunjay and those are your three betting favorites are right at the top of the bet you know it's a wide open opportunity for somebody and when you think of some of the guys who have won here over the years you better have your passport in your back pocket because you got to get on the plane and go straight to the open if you win. Remember, George Spieth had an issue. He won here. Bryson won here. Dylan Fratelli won here. So this can be a launching pad for somebody on the PGA Tour 
minus all the big names that most of which are already overplaying the Scottish Open. Yeah, it is. It is interesting because Mark, this is you know uh, we kind of joke when we get to the Wyndham Championship. Oh, every shot matters throughout the year, right? They needed all of these to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. But this is really the time of year where we should be looking at this, especially for the guys who are on the outside looking in, who don't have a ton of status. We'll talk about that. Uh, I mean, Seamus Power, I think, is the perfect example. He's 140th right now in the FedEx Cup standings. Outside of this event, I mean, we have a major, we have a WGC. He's not going to be able to play those. We're talking maybe the 3M Open. We, mm-hmm. Like th- there are there are s- very few chances left. So you better get on your horse and you better run. Oh, Rick, that's a very good point. Um, you know the thing about it is when we embarked on the super season, as everyone called it, late in the fall last year, and we had six major championships and all these WGCs and stuff, and we were like, man, it seems like the end is never going to come. Now, all of a sudden, the chatter in the television compound, certainly I can speak to that. And from what I've talked to on the players and the range and the course and stuff, all of a sudden, there's this sense sense of urgency. For us in the broadcast booth, we're like, yeah, you know, we're nearly nearly some time off now. But for the players, they're like, okay, it's time to make some hay. And you make such a good point about the folks who don't have the high world rankings, the folks who aren't guaranteed to play like WGC and and the Open and such. I, I talk to certain guys and they're like, well, I'm doing the Open, I'm doing Memphis, and I'm doing the playoffs. Whether the rest mm-hmm. of them, they've got to make hay at this place, at 3M, Wyndham. And then, of course, you'll have some guys that'll show up at Wyndham because there's that bonus, that bonus, that Comcast business bonus as well. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to play for right now. And, and this event, to me, I'm jacked to be back because it's one of the events where the crowd turnout is just so huge. And they get behind their people and the quad cities over there, they throw a huge party every day when there's golf. Um, it's a fun golf course. And I think John Deere are a tremendous sponsor. And so I, I know the field is lighter than it normally is because of scheduling, I think, is the big deal because there's been so much big golf for the blue chip folks. But still, I think it's going to be fascinating. Like last week in Detroit, there was a good field. But in the end, you have two golfers you weren't expecting in the playoff. Yep. Three, Neiman should have been, right? But then it's whittled down to two, and those two guys put on a tremendous show, and they had everyone riveted. They didn't have to be Spieth v. McElroy or one of those sorts of things. So I get the sense with this golf course, with these crowds, with everything to play for, we're going to see more of that stuff this weekend. Not only do we have the crowds coach, but we have an event. This, this, we didn't play this last year. And I believe by my count, the only two events that we have that we didn't play in 2020 that we haven't gotten back to are the open championship. And, and this one, I'm pretty sure that's, that's right. So we are kind of closing the loop on some of these events that we missed out on for a year and you're throwing in uh, the crowds right back into it. Right. Cause a lot of these events had, had, Mm -hmm. had minimal uh, attendance. We're, we're throwing the crowd right back into it and we know how passionate they are. Yeah. We talked a lot last year. We gave so much credit to Workday for stepping in uh, when this event couldn't be played because of COVID in Illinois. And so to Mark's point, I think these fans who look at and I grew up in Kansas, you know, my my whole family's uh, I I spent every Christmas on my grandfather's huge farm. John Deere is a big part of our life. And so in the Midwest, for them to be the sponsor for all these years, but also for these incredible Midwestern fans who look forward to events like this every single year. This is their July Mm -hmm. 4th, so to speak. 
And that's why they throw a party every year. That's why they get so into it. So to not have it last year, you got to believe that everybody is going to be pumped, jacked, ready to go. And also because this is such an important event to this part of the country, I think it's going to be a really special week. And it always seems to reward somebody that needs to be rewarded. And that I'm really looking forward to. It's not only important to that region, but also important, Mark, to our three-time champion, Steve Stricker, who gets it done three years in a row, 2009, 2010, 2011. I was trying to think of a non-Tiger that had won an event three times in a row. I couldn't I couldn't think of one, or at least in the modern game. I'm sure Byron Nelson probably did it. Or I, I'm just, I'm, I couldn't come up with one. But Mark, he's skipping the Senior Open Championship. He's dominated on the Champions Tour. He's dominated. He's coming back here to give it a go at number four. Well, that tells me two things. Uh, first off, I'm a believer. I, I believe Stricker could contend this weekend. In fact, in my sleepers this week, I've picked Steve Stricker because not just the way he's playing, but just the way he plays here and the way this golf course sets up, it's not overly long. You know, the greens typically are receptive because this time of the year, you get those summer thunderstorms and stuff. And so the place gets soft and you can kind of play darts. And there's a number of wedges in your hand. And Steve Stricker still is as good with a wedge as anybody in the game, in my opinion. Between he and Zach Johnson around this place, you, you wow. I, I would take the two of them in a best ball against anybody. I mean, <laughs> you bring Bryson and whoever and Yeah, I would take those two on them because the golf course works. Their style of play works. Their skill set works around here. And, of course, the fans love that sort of underdog story some. And Zach Johnson's from in Iowa, which is just up the road, so he's a homeboy. Strix is a Midwesterner. But but they love them over there. And so they're going to get the the adulation that a Spieth or McElroy gets at any other tour stop or a Tiger for human sex. And they ride that stuff. And so, yeah, for Stricker, three times around here, I was on hand for one of those where you hit a, a magnificent fairway bunker shot from the left-hand side onto the 18th green, which that green is narrow, wow. man. It is wow. tight. Yeah. And he had a very bad line. He clipped the thing onto the back edge of the green and then made this downhill from the fringe to win. And the place erupted. I mean, it because where the it, the 18th hole is kind of in a valley, if you will, and the whole right-hand side is this huge big hill up to the clubhouse. And the folks pack it in there. It's almost like the one side of a football stadium. And I'll never forget that experience for as long as I live. And and that sort of support he gets around this golf course, man, I, I sign me up. I, I, I have a feeling Stricker will play well, and he must know so if he's pulling out of the senior British. Stricker also nipped uh, Paul Goidos in 2010. Goidos shot a 59 <laughs> in the opening round and had a one-shot lead because Stricker <laughs> shot a 60, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which is just dirty. But, I mean, Coach, I, I think I might be a believer, too. I was looking for a reason to dismiss the old guy who plays on the Champions Tour and he's coming back to try to relive glory. Well, made the cut at the PGA Championship, finished 13th at the Honda Classic. He had a top five in Phoenix earlier this year. It feels like he might be able to contend. Yeah, as I was doing my research today also, the more you look at it, the more, to me, take his age out of it. The way he's playing, and to your point, what he's done this year, to me, he has to be a favorite this particular week. And the fact I don't care whether you're winning on the senior tour or the regular tour. Winning is winning and, and feeling that and being in uh, the moment and being in the mix. You just can't substitute uh, for that. 
So I believe, especially the numbers on him this week, there's tremendous value, whether you want to play a top 10, a top 20, or maybe even sprinkle a little bit on him to win because Vegas doesn't think he's going to do anything this week. And this is the type of week you can get some incredible value on guys that you normally wouldn't play. Yeah, looking at some of the other names in this field, Mark, there's there's one in particular I want to get your thoughts on. It's Russell Henley, who for his last two starts, Thursday through Saturday has been phenomenal. He has put himself in contention. Now he has uh, given a few of those back on Sundays in the last couple of weeks. And you wonder if that's just variance or looking up at the leaderboard, getting a little bit nervous. But his game is his game is in great shape. He just needs to put that fourth round together. Yeah, well, look, the U.S. Open, you can forgive the misstep. Uh, final group, you know, he led the thing for 54 holes. Final group there. And he actually, I asked him the following week in uh, Connecticut, so what went down? And he goes, I actually played pretty well. You know, I just got on the wrong sides of some holes and, and made a bogey or two, and all of a sudden that stuff adds up. Mm-hmm. So he was disappointed, but he showed up in Connecticut kind of recharged. So I was chatting with him. I'm like, how are you feeling? And he goes, just tired, but I'm good. And so... What I loved was Saturday, I think it was. I had his group uh, for the Saturday afternoon broadcast because he was in the mix there. And so he's hitting balls. And I, when I've worked with him, he's hit the ball from right to left gently. Now he's been working with Jim McLean for the last little while. And so he's hitting these little bleeding cuts out there. And I look at him and I go, Russ, is, are you trying to fade these? He goes, nah. He goes, they should be drawing. And I'm like, and I'm like thinking, I didn't ask him. I'm like, Surely you're concerned you're about to go tee off in about 20 minutes. And he goes, you know, it's okay with me. He goes, I'll just go hit whatever's coming out the barrel. And and, and when the player nice. brings me that like acceptance and that attitude of like, hmm, whatever's happening, I'm going to go and make a number. Then I'm a believer in that guy. Let me tell you, on the golf course that afternoon, his iron game was sensational. He putts so aggressively. He never left a putt short, and a putt wasn't ever missed low either. So everything had a chance. If he was a basketball player, every ball was hitting the back iron. It wasn't in the front side. And playing like that, it's like he doesn't give a stuff. And just to put a bow in that conversation, at the U.S. Open when someone said to him, hey, what is your case for winning? He was like, doesn't mean as much to me. Yeah, Which is about the thing because then, so I catch him Sunday. I'm like, what's the plans next week? He goes, I'm going to be at home. Now, home for him is like four miles down the road from my house here. Right. So I'm like, well, you're going to practice? He goes, nope. He goes, I'm on baby watch because my wife, Teal, needs a break. Everything is perfect. I, I'm glad you, you told us that story because I always think it is hilarious when someone says, oh, man, he looked great on the range. He looked great on the range this morning. I'm like... Do, what, do you know what he was trying to do, right? If you just watch Russell Henley and you sit in these little baby cuts and you're like, wow, that looks good, but he's not trying to do that. It, it's kind of a, a completely different story. So I'm glad you uh, reminded me of that. That's awesome. Uh, a couple of guys that I think uh, have a chance to win this week, Coach, and I think this is probably going to be the last time we see them until the Olympics are mm-hmm. Siwoo Kim and Sung Jm. Now they have yeah. both said uh, we are we're not going to play the open championship. We're going to use that opportunity to presumably get to Japan early and take their best crack at trying to win a medal. Because if they were able to do so, they would not have to do the mandatory military service in South Korea. So, I mean, it's, it is, 
Uh, I'm not even sure it's that arguable. Uh, they have one of the biggest events of their lives coming up in Japan in a couple of weeks, and this is probably the last time we'll see them here in the States until then. You never can say definitively that this is a life-changing event for a player, other than financially, right? But we've seen other players that have had to leave for these two years of service, and then when they come back, their games are just not there because they haven't been in the mix or for whatever reason haven't been in the competitive mix. So I completely respect, understand, get, and encourage them to go over and get acclimated because not only uh, is their next two years of making millions of dollars on the PGA Tour going to stop if they don't get a medal, but it, it's, it could cost them down the road millions of dollars, as we've seen. So whatever they feel like they need to do to get ready, I'm all for it. I still don't understand this rule. I, I've been to so many Asian countries, and I love them, but some of their traditions and some of their rules, to me, are a little bit outdated. And to make somebody do military service in 2021, to me, is very antiquated. But I'm not from there. And they hey, can do what yeah, they want to do. When you got North Korea right above I, you. I know. Uh, I know. you got to defend those my, borders a bit. Huh? <laughs> yeah. See, my, my, my brother-in-law is a lieutenant colonel, and they lived my, – my sister and my brother lived in South Korea for four years. Hmm. And my two nieces are seven and six, and they, they speak fluent Korean because they went to an all-Korean uh, uh, preschool that they only spoke Korean, and they had to adjust. It's amazing how kids can do that. Oh, so yeah. my sister loved – that country she loved living there but she also said the same thing some of their traditions that they still carry over are, are a little bit antiquated and and i believe that this is one of those to force somebody to do this but they know what it is they accept it they're from there and hopefully they can win a a silver and a bronze medal and not have to do it <laughs> the um the, the cautionary tale, Marcus, is Sang Moon Bay, who, you know, wins twice on the PGA Tour. He goes to do his two years of military service, and he – I don't want to say he was never the same. I think he won a Corn Ferry Tour a couple of years ago. But I, I can't – I try to describe what it would be like to take two years from the prime of your golf career for a lot of these guys is – uh, hardly two years long anyway. I mean, it's, it, it's it, coaches right about the financial ramifications, the, the career stuff. I mean, it's just really difficult to do. Yeah. Um, the, you got to bear in mind the level at which they're playing when they leave and you're playing against the best of the very best and you don't stumble your way into that. That takes a lot of work. And every day you don't work, you're essentially losing two days because you're not moving forward and the competition is. And so there's that to bear in mind. And and as a college coach, I've had some Korean young men who've been on my team who've done their utmost to try and graduate and then stay here or whatever the case might be and get an exemption from that military service because it's real and it's looming for all of them uh, like it used to be for us in, back in South Africa back in the day. And wow. uh, all of them had to go back. And I've seen a few of the boys, they're now men when they come back after their service and they come and visit. And so I'd say, so how was it? And they're like, it was hard. And I'm like, did you play very much golf? And they're like, mm -mm -mm -mm. you know, wow. if they did play, it was wow. toward the end of their two year stint. But, you know, the rest of the time they're in army get up and they're doing drills and training and classrooms and, and, and classes and stuff. And so it's not like they're going over there and doing the just the uh, decoration sort of a job and saying they're in the army for two years. No, these guys get worked and, and saying moon Bay, I'm not sure of his thing. I, I, I understood that maybe after his basic training, 
you got an office job somewhere. But no, this is it's real. They they go over there and they lose two years, and and losing two years to your global competition is is, is coming back from that is almost an impossibility. Well, those two getting their prep in for the Olympics, while a lot of the big names, gentlemen, are getting their prep in for the Open Championship, and they're already across the pond. They're already at the Scottish Open, the Renaissance Club, back in action this year. And uh, the, the notables are, are pretty notable, Coach. I mean, let me run you through a couple of these names here. John, Ra- John Rom's teeing it up. Uh, Justin yep. Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler. I've, I've heard of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a... Uh, Somebody, uh, you know, I, I I have a love-hate relationship with Twitter. And there's a lot of people that will tweet and not know what they're talking about, like most people. And somebody <laughs> said, oh, I, yeah, yeah. like, how come the Scottish Open couldn't get a better field with the Open Championship next year? And I think it was Jason Sobel that tweeted all those names that you just said and said, how much better do you want it to be? This is always such a fun uh, event that a lot of the players, I think if you're really – if you're not going to play the John Deere, you have an uh, a, 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 a you have to show yourself how much are you into winning the Open Championship. And if you're truly into winning it, you've got to go and play the Scottish Open if you're eligible to play it, like a lot of these guys are. Scottish Open is not going to say no to any of these big time American stars if they want to come and play. But to me, to do what Jordan Spieth has done and not play at all since the the U.S. Open or any player that doesn't play at all and also may skip the Scottish Open. To me, that's a big-time mistake. I think you get acclimated to the time change, which is real, and then you also get acclimated to the weather and how that is when it's a little bit cooler in the summer than it is here in the States. Uh, I'm excited about it. And then when NBC started putting it on the network on the weekend, that's when it really got elevated to a a really a big-time event every single year, the, the week always, right before the Open Championship. Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, Terrell Hatton, (laughs) Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood. I mean, I could go on and on. And Mark, that's, that's the big thing, right? Go get your body uh, on on the right time. Get an opportunity to potentially play in conditions that uh, are at least a closer to what they're going to see for the Open Championship. Is this? I don't want to say it's necessary for these guys to do, but it seems like a really good idea to me. It isn't necessary, but it's helpful for all the reasons you guys list. Uh, list. I mean, Coach talks about the time change. That's a big one for the folks who play over here and and getting your body on the correct time. Uh, you, I like the way you say it's a little bit cooler than the summer. It's a whole <laughs> hell of a lot cooler than the, the summer over here. And yeah. there's that moist, damp sort of sea air over there too. And the ball just travels different, differently. And Lynx Golf, it's a mindset. You know, I'm I'm excited that the Scottish Open, which is one of, you know, the preeminent opens around the world, been around forever, is being played on a Lynx golf course because they'd bounced around the place and played it yeah. at inland parkland courses a little bit. But yeah. now it's it's the perfect setup for the Open Championship the following week because you get into the playing the ball on the ground, you know, the different club selection, the, the hitting a three iron from 130 under the wind kind of thing because it's – you go there and you get into that style of play. And coming here from the John Deere Classic, for argument's sakes, where you're playing humid, warm conditions where the ball flies forever, you get to Rolson George's next week, it's a different animal. And you've got to be a pretty quick study to get yourself ready for that, not just physically, but mentally also. So, yeah, can you play well not playing the Scottish Open? Sure. But, you know, winning that Scottish Open, that looks pretty peachy on the resume as well. 
and it'll get you ready for what, what the test is going to be down there uh, just off the White Cliffs of Dover. It certainly will. And I want to go back to something that I think, Mark, you maybe had mentioned this early in the show. How long, Coach, did we say, oh, my gosh, it's the super season. It's six major championships. This is going to be amazing. Well, there's one left. This is it. One left. And we have had, we have been spoiled with victors. Bryson at winged foot. DJ gets it done at Augusta National. Hideki wins one for Japan. Phil at the PGA Championship. And John Rahm gets his first at Torrey Pines. I'm not sure what could top all of that or what, what we're in store for, but this is it. This is the sixth one. Yeah, but to, to your point about the majors is valid. But I was thinking as I was preparing for the show today and, and thinking about the Open Championship next week, I went back and I made a list of all the non-big-time names that have won just in 2021. So I would argue mm -hmm. that because of the super season and because a lot of these guys have didn't have to worry about going to the Corn Ferry, didn't have to worry about their PGA Tour cards, which now they will, I think they're more comfortable. And that's why we've seen so many different winners on the PGA Tour. Garrick Higo, Kokrak, Lee, Burns. Damon, Horsell, Jones, Grace, Berger, Homa, Kim, not. I mean, that's just in 2021. So I think we could see a big game hunter type of event next week and also this week at the Scottish Open. But I also think because of this super season that a lot of these players, like Kramer Hickox, another great name, that they're comfortable out there because they've had two years not to have to worry about that red or green number next to their name on the broadcast. Now you got to think about it. And now you got to play good. And I'm going to be interested to see which players excel, which ones don't, or if a superstar is going to win yet another major. Yeah, I'm I'm just quickly counting these. Uh, I'm counting, Mark, six first-time winners. We've got young guys. We've got old guys. We've got everything in between. This super season, uh, obviously some events still to go. Um has certainly lived up to the name. Well, it's funny you you bring the, the the subject up because Sunday afternoon before the show, I was sitting in my producer's office, uh, Sailor Shy. He took over from legendary Lance Barrow at the beginning of the season. Uh, and Lance, I mean, he'd worked under Frank Chikinian, and these are two of the preeminent sports producers ever. And Sailor's took over, and I said, we, we were sort of looking back. And he goes, I've been so happy with the way the season's panned out from a broadcast for CBS sort of a mindset. And I'm like, interesting. And he goes, think of the stories we got to tell. He goes, you start, well, this is not even in the fall, but you start with Hideki at the Masters. Generational win for everyone in Japan. He goes, then we turn around, we go to Hilton Head and a 47-year-old in Stuart Sink wins. He goes, then you fast forward a little bit, you got some good winners. And he goes, then we get to call Rory's comeback win at Quail Hollow, which people sort of forget yeah. a little bit. And then yeah. you go down the track, and then he goes, then, then you've got cool stories like Higo and company like that. And then he goes, and then Phil at Kiowa, which you guys talked about. And then, because now we're on the heels of 13 holes worth of extra time over the last two weeks. <laughs> yes, <and> he goes, <laughs> <laughs> And he said to me, isn't it crazy how these stories that we've had, there's been something different to each and every one. And I guarantee you we're going to see more of the same probably next week because everyone's playing pretty well going in there. And then winding down the season, I mean, we personally, us CBS folks, we've got CBS, we've got Greensboro, and then we've got Liberty National right outside of New York City. And I feel like you're going to have the snowball sort of continue. And you're going to have a mix of old and young and new and, you know, veteran and that sort of thing because 
that's what's making the game fun and fun to call right now. Yeah. Golf is special. Golf is very, very is. special right now. Um, okay, gentlemen, here's what we're going to do. We have our betting cards for this week's John Deere Classic. That includes our best bets and our one and done selections. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. And we're back. Okay, this is our betting card segment. This is where we take $100. We go over to our friends at William Hill and we light it on fire and see if we can return. <laughs> see, true, <laughs> see if we true. can return anything. <laughs> so let's, uh, Coach, I'm looking at your card right Ooh. now. So let's, let's yeah. pull up uh, your card. Producer Jacob is going to do that for me. And uh, okay, so you've got a couple of Scottish Open ones here. I'll keep those for last. Let's talk about okay. your matchups here. Brian Harmon over Daniel Berger and Maverick McNeely over Aaron Wise. Let's start there. Okay, so I, I'm channeling my inner Rick G. And I said, <laughs> I'm going back to my bread and butter is the head-to-head matchups. I've kind of gotten away from that recently. But uh, I thought about you this week. I said, I got to go back to what he does. So for me, Brian Harmon is the unsung hero this year of the PGA Tour. Uh, now, he's only he's outside of the top 30 only because all of his finishes have been top five between top 10. But he is cashing every single week. He's a top 10 every single week. So to me, Daniel Berger has got to play better than that. So I love that matchup at plus 100. And then McNeely has been a very quiet uh, contributor to my – uh, baseline, and he played well last week. I think he's going to play well again uh, this week. I thought you were going to say he's been a, a quiet contributor to my bankroll or bank oh, account. Is what I thought well, you were going to say. <laughs> well, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. It was my bankroll. Uh, Aaron Wise has played good at times. Uh, I called the Honda Classic for PJ Tour Live when he played well through three three rounds and then blew up on Sunday. Uh, but I love McNeely. I love what he's doing, uh, and so I like those two head to head matchups. The other two head-to-head matchups that you have are Alex Noren, minus 125, over last week's champion Cam Davis. And your best bet, you're going back to the maybe the hottest hand out there, Hank Lebiota over Doc Redman. Couldn't believe this is only minus 110. I couldn't believe this number. Doc Redman is, I think because of his name, a lot of people like playing him. Uh, and there's just a lot of weeks he's just not very good. Uh, he loves to finish T50, T60. Uh, Lebiota right now is on fire. Oh, he had a great finish at the Travelers, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, of course, last week he finished one shot out of the playoff. So I'll take him, minus 110. And then Alex Noren, same thing. Last week, one shot out of the playoffs. And this is the type of week that Alex Noren revels, which is why he, he's always a guy that you see, oh, he's 70th in the FedEx Cup because of weeks like this that he takes advantage of when the big boys aren't there. So I think he plays well again. And the hardest thing to do on the PGA Tour, we all know this, is to go back-to-back and play well in back-to-back weeks after you've won. That's why I'm fading Davis. Brian Harmon gets back on your card to finish inside the top 10 at plus 163. And then your final PGA wager is, I love this, Seamus Power. It's a power (laughs) week to win Group B on William Hill. That is plus 350. Yeah, Seamus Power is a guy that is really starting to come on lately. Uh, Played really well last week. He won two head-to-heads for me. Uh, at in Detroit, 
Uh, and Ryan Harmon, when you look at just – I just wrote down seven of his finishes, T3, T5, T12, T13, T18, T19, T8. That's just like in the last eight weeks. So to give me a top 10 with this field, and I'm getting plus 163, that was a, a no-brainer for me for both. And then the two Scottish Open wagers that you made, John Rahm, minus 150 over Xander Shoffley, and then Martin Keimer on the plus side of it, plus 120 over Robbie McIntyre. The Rom bet was easy because Xander got married last week. We know it only <laughs> focuses right after they get married. And by the way, he overachieved just like you did, Rick G in marriage. <laughs> uh, and then Martin Keimer, uh, he's been very sneaky good lately. He shot a 64 in the final round of the BMW uh, to lose by, I believe, one or two to Victor Hovland. Uh, and Robert McIntyre is a good player. But I think Martin Keimer is really playing good. And, and I like to find different plays for people at home that there's plus value that maybe they didn't see on the board. So that's why I picked this one for all the good folks at home that may not know how good Martin Keimer is playing right now. There you go. That's Coach's betting card. And we're going to stick with the Scottish Open theme. We're going to pull up Mark's betting card here in just one second because Mark's got three wagers of his own on oh. the event across the pond. I believe, yes, three matchups. Thank you, producer Jacob. So let's let's go with these here, Mark. Christian Bezadenhout, top 20, plus 175. Then you went with Justin Harding over Shrivener, uh, plus 110. And then Terrell Hatton over Colin Morikawa at even money. Yeah, well, look, Christian Bezadenhout, the way he puts, I'm always going to gamble on him. Uh, and he played nicely last week, didn't finish it off. Uh, so that's sort of a no-brainer. He's coming in here playing well. And he's got a bit of... He's got a bit of a goal in mind right now because he's now made the Olympic team. But it's time for him. I know this event doesn't count, but he's got one more start to earn his PGA Tour card out of the starts allotted, the, the invitation. So it's kind of go time for Bez. So I, I, I get the sense that he's going to play, continue the good form. Uh, Hack Harding over Scriv, you know, uh, uh, Justin Harding is just like Christian Bassetner, probably one of the best scramblers in the game. He's also been playing pretty well, and and I'm just I'm unsure about Marikawa playing links golf just yet. And I know if you hit the ball well and you do the right things, doesn't matter where you play. But Tyrrell Hatton's got the advantage. He's won on the ultimate links course at St Andrews, the old course, so he knows how to do this sort of stuff. And 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 like I said, links golf is a mindset, and Marikawa is the kind of guy that hits the ball through the air to a distance, and that's yeah. not what you do at this sort of place. And the one thing he does pretty well is he's not afraid to move trajectory right to left, left to right. Now, I'm not discounting. I'm not, I'm not fading Morikawa. I just give Hatton the edge. And and like you see there, unlike Coach, who plays a bunch of minuses, I don't get that. I don't I don't know why you don't see the find the positive money and go and put some stuff on that sort of deal. So that's why I picked that. The PGA Tour wagers on Mark's card. And before I jump into those, Mark, are you working this weekend? Are you on site this weekend? Yes, I leave for uh, the Quad Cities tomorrow morning. So is this a reverse jinx that you're trying to put on there by saying this the event ends in a playoff? <laughs> three, three to one, and you're thinking if it goes to a playoff, like at least I can make a little bit of money. If it doesn't, I can get out of town. What are you trying to do here? We have gone thirteen freaking <laughs> holes the last two weeks, <laughs> but but at least last week I had an eight fifty p.m. flight out of Detroit, and there was a group of us on this flight, and we were counting down, going, "This we're never making it," and somehow all of us broke land speed records. Nobolo, Dottie, me, a couple of our spotters. We all took different routes to the airport and got on the same shuttle bus to the place. <laughs> got on there really smelly, me and cold nose, but we made the flight and we were good. 
Um, uh, so yeah, yeah we, the playoff we went, there. We went like 15 weeks without a playoff, and now we got two long mm-hmm. ones back to back. We were playing with fire there. <laughs> and then speaking of the playoff, Rick, I heard Coach talking about fading one Cam Davis. Now, yes. a little story for you, yeah, Coach, because I nearly hopped on that and won another bottle of wine off you, but I'm going to go <laughs> easy because you were ignorant last week. This guy, right? I've watched him play. I've watched him hit balls on the range. So now I got him front and center, center in the playoff, and I knew he was good. But he hit a three iron in that playoff on the par five, slightly uphill lie, slightly into the breeze. It was the sexiest golf shot I've ever seen in all of my existence. <laughs> this thing came off like a rocket. It was like raw spaghetti. The thing was so straight. It climbed like a bat out of hell. I mean, it was like a homesick angel. And this thing just dropped over the top of the flag. And I looked at this going, there are few guys. And I'm saying probably about that many that can hit that shot under pressure on the tour. Now, did he putt very well to close the thing out? No. But I'm saying I think he's now figured it out. Okay, let me, ask, let me ask you it. this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. When mm-hmm. was the last time a player won back-to-back weeks on the PGA Tour? Uh, it's been a while, Coach, but I'm saying Nora and over Cam, you're, you're a nutcase. And if you're giving me the bonus <laughs> there, if you're giving me the I, bonus, I, I, you're talking 10 about, bucks I thought you were talking about the fact that you picked Cam to win this week. That's no, literally no, like throwing no. $10 to the wind. It was the well. It was the bonus. They they, they gave you the three thousand plus three thousand. William Hill has boosted that number. Is what yeah. we're, what we're it's thirty to one. Is what we're referring. Well, to. it's kind of like the mindset of of playing all plus monies. If they don't hit, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm not that dumb. So- <laughs> <laughs> you do you do agree on one thing, and it is the hot a- hand, Hank Leviota, yeah. top twenty for you, Mark plus two twenty five. The guy's been a staple inside the top twenty. He has. And and I tell you what, I'm just so impressed at his story that I wasn't aware of until my colleagues last week did such a great job of telling this. I mean, this is a guy that's battling Crohn's disease in the biggest way. He he can't eat fried food. He doesn't drink alcohol. There's all these things that he has to do week in and week out to be healthy enough to play. And I was listening to this going, Coach, you know, the hardest thing when you're on the road is eating right. And he has a guy who's playing at the highest level. Yeah. battling Crohn's disease and, and digestive uh, system issues. <clears throat> so I'm instantly a fan. And when I saw him there and he's playing well, top 20, I was like, yeah, sign me up for that too. I'll, I'll put 20 bucks on that, certainly. Yeah, I love it. All right, that is Mark's betting card. We'll run through mine real quick, please, producer Jacob. I've got two matchups. One is my best bet. It's Alex Norton over Cam Davis. So I'm with coach on this one, Mark. We've teamed up against you. Yeah, uh, you guys. We're talking <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> you also, you might not like this one either. Sung JM over Russell Headley is my other matchup. <laughs> why are you guys betting negative odds? Why would that, Help me understand why you do that. They're the favorites, Mark. They're the They're favorites, Mark. They're supposed to win. <laughs> yes. So you bet 30 bucks and you can win 27. But matter. but if you but if your guys don't win, you win zero. Do you understand that? So so the I thing do. with the yeah. Sungjae the Sungjae okay. bet is uh, they're both m- minus one ten because that's the sports Correct. books taking yeah. their cut. But Alex Noren is 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 the favorite minus one twenty five. So yeah, you're you're essentially saying you know Alex Noren's going to win this. 55% of the time, 58, 60% of the time, something like that. And you take that little, that little juice. I love Alex Noren. He's a cool guy. If you, if you guys saw his interview last week, 
Amanda wanted to show him the highlights. She had the, goes, she had the I don't like watching my him. golf swing. <laughs> she <laughs> starts <laughs> turning away from it. And, and I was like, he's cool. Because, you know, and I've chatted with him and he's, he does things his own way. I've got, an, and I have high respect for an individual that doesn't fall for the stuff that goes on on the PGA tour. But sorry, man, he's not beating Cam Davis, Cam Davis this week. It's just not happening. We shall see. I'm back we'll see. on the Satoshi Kodaira train, this time top 20 at 5-1. to one. And then I've got a couple of sprinkles on Brian Harmon at 14-1 to one and Kramer Hickok 66-1 to one to win. And then I went, Coach, with Sam Burns across the pond because I'm addicted to Sam Burns and I just can't quit him. At 40-1, to one, uh, I think it's going to be I, – I know it's wet and I think he can make enough birdies, but I can't quit this guy. It's a sweet spot. That that plus four thousand is a sweet spot. That uh, if you sprinkle a little bit, you still get a good payback. I think the best bet you had on here that I'm shocked at is Kramer Hickok at sixty six to one. I mean, yeah. the dude nearly won two weeks ago. Played halfway decent last week, but you you assumed when he went eight holes that the next week would be a regression, and that's exactly what happened. But uh, that's a number that if he gets hot again, people are going to be very very happy with. Yeah, the fact that he even made the cut, I was impressed because he could have just rolled yeah. over uh, the following week. Okay, let me recap our best bets here. I'm going with Norin over Davis. That's highly contested. Coach is going with Leota <laughs> over Doc Redman. Mark is going with Harding over Scriv. Greg has called in. He has let us know. Brian Harmon, top 10, plus 163. And then Sia also, oh, Sia went with a three ball. Lebiota plus 175 over Kevin Na and Troy Merritt. So that is, that are that's our best bets. Which leaves us with one final thing to do. Prepare yourself. One and done. It's one the one and done. and done. It is the one and done. So I'm pulling up the master sheet right now. And I am not starting with you, coach, because you are no longer in the basement. I <laughs> am starting with Jacob, who is now in the basement. So Jacob, Jacob, come on here. You have now uh, whiffed two weeks in a row, Keegan Bradley and Steph Strzokum. <laughs> You've whiffed. Don't laugh too hard. We've got we've got some other whiffs coming up. Uh, you've whiffed three three out of four weeks, uh, but you got five hundred fifty thousand for Brooks Kepka somewhere in the middle. So we we need some cash for Team Jacob here. Uh, we're gonna go with straight five and for this. <laughs> I mean, DB. I'm just gonna look at That's the top. Two weeks early. Two weeks early, bro. I know. I know. There's the whole Memphis thing that's on that's looming, uh, but I think I'm going to take them in the weaker field here. I mean, all all PGA Tour fields are equal, but I'll take I'll take <laughs> Berger here. Uh, I was trying to pull up his odds real quick. He's 11 to one. Daniel Berger, straight vibing, is the favorite to win <laughs> this event, and that is who producer Jacob is taking. He's going to try to add to his 4.3 million, which is about. 220,000 behind the coach and the coach has been on. I'll tell you what coach. It's a pretty good run here. You got 1.3 million from Louie at the U S open. You got 510,000 from Mark Leishman the week after. And then this is kind of a disappointing 166,000 from Coke rack because when he got to 17 on Sunday, you know, he goes birdie birdie. I don't think, I think he would have missed the playoffs still, but he, he was in it. He bogeys yeah. the par five, Ugh. drops out of like an eight-way tie, which is expensive. It's one hundred sixty-six thousand, but it 
feels like it should have been more. Well, he played so great on Sunday, too. I mean, yeah. I, I was like, at least going to be a top five. And bogeying 17, it's like a double bogey. It really is. That's just such an easy hole. Um, but I'll take the six figures every week. I'll take the six figures. All right, Coach. So uh, you are on the midst of a pretty good stretch of golf. Who are okay. you going for this week? And I say this name. I forgot my, my trusty master book, so I think I can use this guy. If I can't, please tell me. And okay. I'm going to go – okay, I'm going to go with Brian Harmon this week as my one and done. Lock it in. Cast that one – well, this is a little bit less. The first price here is always a little bit less. I think it's like right around – what is it? 980 or 990 something like that no they take. all they, they all crack a million are they all over 100 million now this is the I, pga uh, tour now bro come no, on oh this is the one event i'm telling you guys one it 1.1 okay it's quite just right over i knew it was right right around a million though 1.1 1. Right 1. yeah the yeah. only events i think that don't crack it are um, like barracuda yeah barracuda yeah, the opposite, Puerto the opposite fields the opposite yeah, the field three, events 300 fedex cup points too usually on the opposite field Yes. Yeah. Even so. the Zurich does a 1.06 each. That's nice for the wow. team event. Wow. That's very that. nice. Yeah. Very generous. Okay. Uh, coach is at 4.5 million. Next up is KP 7.7 million. And Mark, I know who he's going with and I'm just making sure he can use him. He can, he's going with Alex Noren to try to back it up a good week with another good week. Yeah. Kyle just tends to want to throw stuff at the wall and hopes it, hope it sticks once in a while. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can say that because he's not around. Love you, Carl. Um, it's. Oh yeah, my god! I, I think Norin will. I think Norin will play well. I really do. I just don't think he's going to beat Cam Davis. I can tell you how <laughs> Kyle landed at Alex Norin. He called me, and we just went through the top of the top of the odds, the favorites, until he got to someone he didn't already have. So what Mark said is true. What Mark so, said is true. Confirmation. Oh my God. So, so this is how, this is how that conversation, that. this conversation went like this. Have I used Daniel Berger? Yeah. Have you used Brian Harmon? Yeah. Have I used Sung JM? Yeah. And he kept going until, until he got down to Alex Noren at 30 to one. And took him. <laughs> that was like a 20 minute conversation just to get to Alex Noren. Uh, and and then, then there was one. Have I used Pro X? Yeah, you used him twice, incidentally. Next one. <laughs> yeah, you used him twice. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, twice. Yeah. Uh, Kyle's at 7.7 .7 million. He is nipping at your heels, Mark. And I, I hate to say this. Yeah, you know, four weeks four in a row. Missed freaking cuts. I am wow. mad as a snake. In fact, Coach ripped me on the, the Twitter, the, the the text chain. He goes, I'll happily pay you wine, boss, because I know the one and done means, means more to you. And I know you aggravated right now. Because, man, I thought I made every appropriate pick and every single one of them tanked in the biggest way. And I, I should have changed. I should have made the late change last week, Wednesday. I was out there doing my reconnaissance work. I'm cruising around the course. And lo and behold, there's Bryson on the 15th and 16th holes. So I hang out. I'm like, hey, Bryson, how are you? And I get the, the chin, you know. <laughs> then he hits a tee shot. And so I walk over to him. I'm like, you're doing well? And he goes, and sort of chippy. And then I'm like, you must be happy to come back. And he's all chippy with me. And I'm like, this is not Bryson. This is not right. Well, fast forward the following morning, I wake up. Hey, Bryson and Tim Tucker have split. <laughs> and I was like, sweet. Jesus, what are we going to do now? And then we had him in the show that afternoon, and yes, Bryson, walking around the fairways, trying to find yardage markers. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I tried to convince myself it was going to be okay. I tweeted out going, 
uh, Bryson's going to bounce back. We'll be fine. That was more for me trying to make me feel good. <laughs> and it was, I mean, last week was so forgettable. Detroit was cool. But otherwise, it was so... Mm, I'm still miff. Well, here you get an opportunity again this week. You can bounce right back. Who are you going with to break this streak of zeros for you? Okay, but this this is like the PGA Tour guy, okay? Now, if I was a PGA Tour player and I missed four cuts, now you're questioning the coach, you're questioning mm. the caddy, you're questioning yourself. You, you, you're sort of driving with a, with a handbrake lifted a little bit because you're completely unsure and you don't know where to turn. So right now I've got two options because I'm just doubting myself in the biggest way. So I've got two dogs in the pound, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna look for some inspiration in a glass of wine later. I'm trying to pick between Henley and Harmon. Uh, that's Georgia Bulldogs. If you did not get yeah. that reference, two dogs in the pound, Henley or Harmon. A little non-committal from Mark, but that's okay. It's been a rough month for him. We'll let him go this time. <laughs> Shut up, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I have about a million dollars of breathing room from Mark, but I'm trailing Greg by about, uh, let's call it $200,000. I dodged the Kevin Streelman bullet a couple of weeks ago. I'm going for it this time. This is it for me. I'm hoping that he can uh, find a way to get it done. He's got the four, fifth shortest odds on the board. I'm going with Streels. We'll I like that play. I like that play. I really is. Yeah, I picked him with travelers and it didn't work so well. Uh, You weren't, you were not alone. In fact, in fact, at the travelers, I'm watching PGA Tour Live Thursday morning and Streelman, three under through six, top of the leaderboard. Now, now you know me, I'm like, it's only six holes. There's another 66 left. But I wanted to text you guys going, yo, I'm going to break this. I'm going to break this night. Next thing he finishes like double bogey, bogey par to miss the cut on Friday. I was like, Mark texted me Thursday morning as he's three under and said, "Um, just curious. Why didn't you pick Kevin Streelman this week? You're right. I said that. (laughs) I I wish people could just see our text threads. And I think they'd be as as entertained with our text threads as they would be with the show. Oh, Our text threads are great. They're hilarious. great. Hilarious. Yeah, but you um, disappeared from you. You disappeared from said thread when it was wine time pay up last no, no, week. No, Where did no, you go? No, no. Here, here's the thing. Let me just point this out that I I responded two or three times, but you got to remember I was one of the cool kids in high school, and the one thing you don't do is answer your own joke, and the one thing you don't do is make a joke four or five times. So after <laughs> the fourth time, there's no reason for me to answer. So that's uh, I what it. I did. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start charging $10 a month to view the uh, view the text. I will make a killing. We're all retired. Um, which leaves us with Greg, who is currently atop the leaderboard. He got 121000 from Cameron Tringale last week. And, Mark, this might this might help you make your decision here. Uh, he's going he's with Brian with Harmon. Harmon. Yeah. yeah, he's going with Harmon. You, you know what? I, I'm, I, there's still a, listen to me. There's still a lot of time. I'd love to see what you guys have picked, but we've got the open next week where I'm pretty confident with my pick. 3M, I'm unsure. Memphis, I'm very sure. Uh, Wyndham, I'm very sure. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm, I might just push with Greg this week. I'll be happy with a push. And then hopefully we, because uh, the playoffs are extra money, remember? And so I'm, I'm saving some bullets for that stuff. Who are, you, who are you taking next week, Mark? Who are you taking at the open? Probably Louie. Worst as right, So... Louis, Louis Berger, Webb, Rory, yeah. at, Rory at Eastlake. 
That only leaves us with two of two no, events got, or three. No, no, I've got J, I've got JT at East Lake. I'll probably have okay. Rory one of those before then, and then we'll see who the other one shakes out. I'm go. telling, I'm telling you right now. When I become the, the the commissioner of this thing at the start of next season, there's going to be some very very strict rules. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we gotta we gotta lock down a pick here, Mark. Oh, yeah, we gotta lock down a pick right here, right, right now. Graphic, right here, right now. Jacob, you gotta lock down the lock down the scoring system for the tour championship then first. <laughs> WGC Memphis. Well, Put yourself on so I can see you, please. <laughs> yeah. He's got to look you in the eyes. This is so yeah, much fun. Now. This is so much fun. WGC Memphis, whatever the payout is. Non-shadow leaderboard. For the first, for the first, wait. So for the first 30? For the first 30. And then it, it, isn't go, it is going to include the staggered start? It will include the staggered start. I'm going to write this okay. down so I don't forget. Okay. Okay. So, wait, wait, yeah, say that all again for me. So he's going to mimic the payouts from the WGC FedEx St. Jude. So what is that? One, probably 1.6 million to first, whatever it is for second, for the yep. first 30 spots. That's going to be the payouts for the tour championship. Yes. And he's going to count the regular PGA tour leaderboard. So if you have a guy who starts at minus 10, he starts at minus 10. It's that leaderboard. If yeah, but, but if I had my way, I'm going to propose this given the size of the purse there in East Lake, which is why I always save one of the blue chips for this thing, that you at least make it the value of the Masters or some what, the US Open 2.8 mil. We could double it. I'll take double. I'll take double. I'll take double. That's, yeah, agreed. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I'm, the only, I'm the only one who doesn't want to double because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be playing uh, Ben on or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, lock oh, me up for J- lock me up for JT at the Tour Championship then. Well, who do you want this weekend? So you got hold on, you got you got you put Jacob's feet to the fire and you got an oh, answer. No. So now you got to give us an answer. That's right, that's right. I love Russell Henley, but I'm going to go with Harmon. This, this golf course, just incidentally, yet some insider for the, the the gambling folks listening. It's got like seven holes that move from left to right. So for the right hand, if you peel the ball, fade. For Harmon, it's a little tight baby draw for a lefty. That's why it's one year before. He's a great putter, Harmon, for me. Great. And I already wrote you down for JT Poston in the tour championship. <laughs> <laughs> it's locked in. It's a great in. way in this Sorry, show. Mark. There you go. Um, what I also think we should do next year, what I think is fun, is we should have two one and dots. We should set one before the season. Just set yeah. it and forget it. And if That's your guy good. doesn't play, sorry, but like you set it for a whole year and then we do the regular one week to week. I think it's done. I'll be I'll be... I, I second that emotion. Cool. Uh, yeah. All right. We're making a lot of decisions here. Uh, that'll do it. it for, for the mega preview pod for this week's John Deere classic, the DFS preview already in your feeds. Uh, also round by round recaps after each and every round. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob doing all the hard works behind and in front of the scenes today. Thank you, producer Jacob. That right there is Mark Immelman, who you can find on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman, the coach who you can find at the coach rules and on PGA tour live this week. And you can find me at Rick run good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time.